Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This episode of Nobody's Listening is brought to you by DrawYouPicture.com, where you can get just about anything drawn for pretty darn cheap by me. Did I mention that? It's by me. Come on. Even if you want me to draw you a stick figure, how awesome would that be? You know, we could get close, get to know each other. I could get your daughter a date with somebody local. I don't know. Check it out. DrawYouPicture.com. Daughter's date not included. I got a bad feeling about this. No! Nobody's listening, where we tell funny life stories and invite you to do the same. Hey, how you doing out there, podcast people? This is Nobody's Listening Podcast, episode 124, brought to you the week of September 27th. I'm your host, my name is James, and from America's hat, it's Trevor! Yay, it's me, I'm back. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Hey, real quick, the world is dying to know, did you end up going on that little trip to another yeah, province? Yeah, I did, I- Awesome. I found out at 7.30 in the morning, I finally got approval, and I flew out at 11 o'clock that morning. Crazy. So I found out. So I booked my flight a couple oh. hours before I actually flew. Hey, that's awesome. Um, hey, and from deep within Canada's pants, it's none other than John Steinklauber. How you doing, Johnny John? Yo, yo, yo. Hey, um, man. Doing good. Good, good. In the south. In the south. I want some in the south. south. Hey, uh, it didn't float away. Good, good. You know what? We're going to do a all EMV mail show tonight. Okay, cool. Because we're doing this in advance for people that don't know. Um, sorry for those of you that are looking for the show on Tuesday night, but that ain't that ain't happening. Okay, it's not going to happen because uh, we are uh, unavailable. I'm going to Florida for the week, so <laughs> see you guys later. Peace out. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to do it tonight. We're just going to go through and try to catch up on a bunch of old episodes and, I'm sorry, old uh, E&V mail and some even recent ones. Because, you know, if we don't do one of these once in a while, we get a huge backlog and people get mad and angry. And uh, we always start with an opening story. But this time we're going to start with an opening story uh, that is a voicemail. Okay? So uh, here we go. It's hilarious. Hey guys, it's Meredith. Um, last night I was listening to some of your old shows and I was listening to episode something, I forgot, but it was called Monkey Man and it was the first time I had heard that show. So it was about like midnight and my room was like pitch black and it got to the featured story and I don't know why, but like I just got so freaked out. I was just laying there and then all of a sudden I heard like all these noises around me. So I was kind of imagining that there was this big monkey voice going to, like, shoot me and eat me. So, yeah, it was pretty pathetic, but, um, yeah, by the end of the show, I was laughing my head off and my sister got kind of freaked out. Yeah, your sister. I mean, like, at me or whatever. Anyway, love your show. It's amazing. I've listened to each episode at least, like, two or three times. It never results. So, thanks. Bye. You know what we should start doing? is randomly in the show, just put in these stereophonic sounds, you know, that make it sound like something's breathing behind you. <laughs> Have you ever had those happen, you know? <laughs> when your headset, your yeah, headphones like are a, in? This stuff. Yeah, yeah. That would be so awesome. <laughs> Somebody's listening to our show, they're just laughing along. They're, they're trying to go to bed, and all of a sudden they feel... <sighs> 
This is the monkey man. I can see you through your windows. Yeah, it would be awesome. But anyway, uh, hey, speaking of awesome, this episode of Nobody's Listening is sponsored by Go To My PC. If you have a long commute to the office, you could be working from home just one day a week and reduce your commute time and expenses by 20%. All you need is reliable access to your work computer. So use the easy and highly secure Go To My PC to work on your office computers from home. Try GoToMyPC free for 30 days. Visit GoToMyPC.com slash podcast. Again, that's GoToMyPC.com slash podcast for a free 30-day trial. Thank you, GoToMyPC, for your continued support. Also, thank you, Carrillo. Thank you, Dean Piercy. Yeah. Thank you, Keith yeah. Techlets, the technical chicklets guy. And thank you, Mary Hill, who's sponsored quite a few episodes. And, uh, Thank you so much for your support, guys. Without you, uh, you know, maintaining the costs of expanding the NLCast universe would not be possible. So thank you so much. If you'd like to sponsor a show and have your name read or a message read on the show, go to NLCast.com and click on Donate. And any donation of $5 or more will get you a sponsorship uh, of a show. So thank you so much. This show is dedicated to you guys and everyone who listens. It is time for this. Weekly. You shut your mouth. Okay, we can do that. <laughs> Update. All right. Somebody in the chat room asked real quick, uh, how much did uh, Carrillo have to send to be an eternal <laughs> sponsor? Well, there might be a little bit of a misunderstanding there. Carrillo has been an eternal sponsor because he always sponsors every single show. He sends us five bucks a show. That's just what he's wow. always done, and we appreciate him. Dean has become one of those people. Keith, you know, has become one of those people. So uh, they just help us out and continue to help us uh, do what we do. So we appreciate it. Uh, but about weekly updates, um, uh, this is the one I was trying to remember last week. So this happened a couple weeks ago, but it still counts. Um, I have medicine, obviously, that I take every single night, uh, vitamins and, and stuff that helps me go potty and, you know, just different random things. Uh, <laughs> it's, Thanks, it's, James. That's yeah, great. Okay. My, my pee's not purple anymore. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, but just so. various things. I'm, I feel like an old man, but uh, – and I have a habit of forgetting these daily regiments and until it's too late. <laughs> And so all the lights are out, you know, and, and I just I always grab the closest cup to me and I fill it Ew. with water. I th but my daughter has this Murfette cup that she uh, that she that I bought for. It's a classic, you know, old Hardy's cup. And I actually broke it today. So I'm the LDB. <gasps> I know she cried. It was terrible. But I'm going to buy her another one. Uh, everybody's Smurfette cups just went up in value, like a tenth of a percent because I broke ours. But um, I, I, this cup, we never put it in the dishwasher because we didn't want to ruin it. We were saving that for me to drop it on the floor. <laughs> but we always nice. hand wash it and set it right next to the sink. And there was the cup. So, you know, in the dark, I grab my pills, chunk them in, fill up the water, and I drank it. And it tasted kind of funky. But I didn't think much about it. So the next morning I wake up, you know, and there's that cup there and I want to drink water. So I fill it up, take it to the head. And as I drain the last bit, I see a nice congealed puddle uh, of milk in the bottom. Oh, oh that's sick. I almost threw up right there in the garbage disposal. It was so nasty. <laughs> and I just relived that nasty little taste, you know, mm. that was there the night before when I was taking my pills. And I was like, ah, I, had, I had yogurt in my, my, in my water. <laughs> my, wa my water has chunks in it. Butter, cheese, and yogurt all at once right there. You know, and, and so it was nasty, nasty, nasty. So I don't know who put that up there, but it did not go down smooth and refreshing. I'm just going to say that right now. So there you go. Spoiled milk in a cup at midnight. <laughs> And that's, uh, and that's why you wreck the cup. It's like, I'll show I'll you. I'll show you. You know what? I, I'm such a bad dad because <laughs> after Jen was, Jenna was fine with the cup, she wouldn't clean her room. She was just frustrated. She wasn't. She just was in there playing around. And I looked at her and said, if you don't clean your room, I'll break you like I broke that cup. Oh, and, you know, now, now I say things like that with a fist, you know, and I'm talking all with my voice. And she knows that I'm joking. But, uh. She was for a second. She was like, "Oh, okay." But anyway, so we're gonna buy her a new mm -hmm. cup. 
Daddy. Huh. Don't hit me again. I'll break your My Little Pony cup next. <laughs> you, you know, there, there are some people among us who think people like you shouldn't be allowed near children. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? All right, Trevor, your turn, bud. Uh, actually, uh, mine just happened... Uh, a couple hours ago, me and my uh, my entire family were out doing some chores and stuff, and we stopped at a uh, uh, a restaurant. It's a combination Wendy's, Tim Hortons, um, and because my oldest had to go to the washroom, so I was out waiting in the car with my uh, with my youngest while my wife took her in, and I was sitting there, and we were parked right in front of the drive-through, and there was a guy there, and I don't know what exactly it was he was doing, but the car ahead of him moved up to the window. They pulled away, and as they pulled away, for some reason, I, I think he was just trying to be, you know, a hot shot or whatever, and he, and he spun the tires and, you know, and pulled up to the window, like, right fast for some reason, and then stalled his car. And I thought that was the funniest thing in the whole world. It's like, look at me, I'm manly. Brim! Brim, 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 brim. And I laughed, and I laughed, and I laughed. I've seen that before where they'll be at the stop sign, you know, or stoplight, and they're, and then, yeah, the green light comes on, and they go, and it goes, (laughs) like, you are so embarrassed. Uh, There is a God. I think that's that's like God's hobby. Whenever he's bored, he's like, I'm going to stall out hot rods. That'd be awesome. Oh, I was going to say, and, and not actually related to, to weekly update, but I, back when I was in uh, in military training, I had a guy who did something similar to that. He had a you know tuned-up car, and he pulled out of a, of a stop sign. He had to make a quick turn, and he spun the tires, and everything was, you know, brr, and he completely lost control of the car, and oh. it went up on the curb, <laughs> and there was pieces of his car, oh. were like, and, he, and he just drove away from them, like the piece of his bump. <laughs> Blew off because it was one of those plastic <laughs> tuner cars. He just left. He just like, it's like you know what? No, I ain't getting out of the car. That's like when you call a lady by a man's name or sir. You just oh. have to. It's just time to go. Just leave <laughs> the shattered man. remains of your ego and walk away. <laughs> Drive off, sir, ma'am. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, I don't want to get talking anymore. Hey, Trevor, while we while we're on the topic of you, how's your podcast going? Uh, mouse and keyboard at mkpodcast.com. How's it going? It's going good. Um, actually, I was going to say uh, uh, earlier when uh, you were mentioning uh, Keith Techlets there during the sponsors, uh, mm-hmm. I was going to show it a little uh, a little thank you to to the technical chicklet because he's given me some uh, some good feedback, and actually, I'm getting uh, a fair bit of good feedback and. On this week's episode, when I record it, I'm actually going to be using um, a, uh, a submitted story for my You've Got Fail section because cool. somebody had uh, <laughs> sent something in. You've Got Fail. That's <laughs> hilarious. It's so true. <laughs> I haven't listened yet. You've Got Fail. It's <laughs> good. So, no, it's, it's, it is going great, James. Thanks for asking. No Although I'm, I'm hoping because I've been uh, a little bit... Uh, heading out of town, doing some stuff. It's been a little bit uh, difficult getting a regular schedule, but I'm right. working on it. Well, listeners are pretty forgiving. But, uh, yeah, check it out if you haven't yet at, at mkpodcast.com or look it up in iTunes, the Mouse and Keyboard Podcast. It is the best PC gaming podcast on the Internet. And we can wow. say that. I'm subscribing tonight. That's right. <laughs> uh, matter of fact, I found out some great deals on on $5 video games at directtodrive.com for, because of your show. So you should get them to sponsor you. See see what they're interested in. I should. And you and you've been playing some games on Steam too. So, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I logged on to Steam and I was like, Trevor has is now owning this and this and Monkey mm. Island and this. And I'm like, dang, this dude's busy. Well, there's well, there's a lot of little five dollar, ten dollar yeah. deals and stuff picking them up, and so that's awesome. You know, it's research. Yeah, got to do research. <laughs> John- I, I I can't wait till I till I form this into a business somehow, so I can uh, so I can make these. To be tax write off somehow. <laughs> Good luck with that. Good luck. <laughs> hey John, what you got, buddy? Um, nothing. Okay. I I had a boring week. Oh, that's fine. You you serious? But something happened to somebody else. Oh, well, yeah, do well share. we had we had a lot. It's not funny, but we had a lot of rain in Atlanta and and um, mm. a lot of flooding actually. Yeah. And um. And uh, it's been pretty wet, but you know, today was kind of nice. Our 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 air conditioner went out. 
mm. and um, wife who's who's nine months pregnant and uh, just loves the heat, you know, as any pregnant woman does. And um, I'm, I'm afraid for my life right now. She's going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we're working. No, I'm just, just don't feed her after midnight. That's <laughs> no. She's we uh, a buddy of ours from uh, of, of buddy of mine from work actually let us borrow a window unit. So we've been we've been like having picnics in the bedroom, <laughs> pushing you know? your face against it, smelling that <laughs> ionized air. Yeah. That's one of the best smells nice in the world. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> but um, we did the photo away. Yeah, you know, there's something nostalgic about the smell of an air conditioner. There is. I was going to say, I grew up in a house with just a, a wall unit, and for the whole house in Florida, and uh, yeah, you'd sit up there and stick your face up against that and just breathe that in. It's one of my favorite smells yeah. in the world. It's awesome. Uh. One of the many tools of the devil. Oh no! That's right, the LBB of the week. It's time I I attacked this one head on. Okay. Let me talk a little bit about the people that created and marketed the Axe brand. Just oh, Axe, geez. you know, the body spray. Okay. Yes. Um, no. What is if you're not familiar with it, don't go up and look it up because what it is, it's a bunch of scents and and and, and shower gels and things like that 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 use marketing to to make their products attractive to young men. Uh, there's there's body spray, like I said, and shower gel and junk like that. And the the ads are basically if you put this on, women will want to do you. Okay. Let's just uh-huh. lay it out like that. That's the, the am I exaggerating <laughs> a, a bit? That's say, they, pretty much. They want to do. They want to do what to you, James? I'm confused. They want to rub your shoulders. They want to play strip poker with you. They want to do all kinds of things <laughs> with you, and they want to wrestle with you. I've seen all kinds of things, and and they, here's my problem: isn't so much that I, even though I think it's. Terribly cheesy, corny, tacky, all this kind of stuff. My problem is, here's the deal. Guys, it's body spray. It's shower gel. These are products that were created for women. And the reason they're (laughs) marketing them this way is because they have to. Because it's female products. Next thing is next, they're going to start advertising makeup. And and eyeshadow, and they're gonna say if you put on this eyeshadow and this rouge, women will want to get all up on, and that's why it's irritating. You have been suckered. I would never, ever, ever, ever use that stuff. Oh my gosh, no. Why? Because it is girl stuff. It just has a different scent. I'm telling you. A few years back, they had a football player, and he tried to market shower gel, and he's like. You loofah, this ain't no loofah, this is strong, sandpaper, and nobody bought it. So they realized, no, you know what, we need to rebrand this stuff, and we're going to make it sexy, and we'll get all the teeny boppers up-ons, all up-ons. And that's the deal. So LBB Mm. of the month, at the year of of the week, is the people that market Axe. Because if you go back Mm. and you look at the original brand, it's the same people that make the girly stuff. It's just different scent. So, you know, and, and, you know, whatever. Maybe I'm being sexist. Oh, you mean men can't enjoy exfoliating? No, they can't. We need <laughs> all of our dead skin cells attached to us. It makes us manly, by God. Let us keep some of our decency. And the rest of you suckers that want to be pulled in by that, all you middle schoolers that think if you wear this stuff, it's going to make you hot. No, it's not. It's a big fat lie. And you've fallen for it. And you're wearing girl stuff. So, pfft, on you. <laughs> Hey, I got to go uh, get some stuff out of my shower and throw it away. I'll be back in a few minutes. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong, though. Come on. Tell me I'm wrong. That they, they didn't trick American men into into using shower gel and body spray, which was a female deal. That's why they had to market it that way. Because they had to overcome this stigma. It's irritating. I never even <laughs> thought about it like that. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to do some E&V mail, so uh, stay tuned. Peace. Hello. If you are listening to this... Then you're not listening to the Everything Show. Why is this? Why would you do that? We have a beautiful show lined up for you, and you're wasting it. 
Yes, instead of this promo, you should be listening to The Everything Show. After this currently playing podcast, of course. We talk about pop culture, news, and everything in between. Go check out The Everything Show on iTunes today. E-N-V mail. Thank you for calling. All right, we got a few E&V mails. I mean, it's the show for it. So here we go. Hi, NLCast. I've been listening to your show for a while, and I decided to send something into the show. My dad recently told me a story from when he was younger and took a trip to Mexico. He had a friend that had taken a taxi to a town that they were taking a trip to. Once they got there, they decided to rent a car. So eventually the car arrived, and it was driven. I read this last time. <laughs> what? I read this before. I read did it you? before. I sure did. Sure. Uh, okay. Let me make sure I haven't done this uh, several times. I'm twenty year from. I'm a twenty eight year old female listener. I just want to thank you guys for making me laugh. I found nobody's listening while testing out random comedy podcasts this summer. I love it. I'm a high school teacher, and I'm sure you can imagine some days my job is really difficult. I frequently listen to your podcast while I'm working in my classroom after school, and they put me in a much a much better mood. I especially want to thank James. For the book in my butt <laughs> recap song, <laughs> it was a book that's in my pants. One. But that's what that's the part everybody remembers. I first yeah. heard it uh, in one of the best of episodes, and then I listened to the old episodes, and I was delighted to finally hear the entire show when I got to episode twenty-one. I keep this episode on my iPod. I listen it. I listen to it when I really need a laugh. The song makes me crack up every single time. I'm thinking about redoing that song. Actually, that's that's yeah. one of my next projects. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so thank you, Inca. It sounds like I-K-A, Ica, Ica from Washington. So, or Ica. Maybe it's Ica. I had an ear infection and my dad, which is odd since mom usually did this, took me to the doctors to get it checked. Now, most, if not all kids, hate going to the doctor. And I think I hated it more than most. Well, the doctor checks my ears. And yes, I did have an infection and I would need some antibiotics. And then... Uh, the last thing my kid, a kid wants to hear is he will need a shot. Well, I was going to be a brave kid in front of dad. And so I raised my shirt sleeve like I had done in the past. But the nurse says, nope, that's not where this shot goes. Oh, man. You'll need to drop your bridges. <laughs> so Aww. now I had never experienced this before. Yes, you did. You just don't remember. <laughs> yeah, he blasted it. In his butt. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, shots were always in the arm and I was an extremely shy kid. Who's not? So I, (laughs) I look at dad and he shakes his head and says, do what the nurse says. I'm not sure about this at all, but I start to unbuckle my pants. And that was the last thing I remember, uh, for the next three or four minutes, I decided it was time to leave. So I bolted for the door with my hands, pants halfway open. Well, <laughs> my dad grabs my left arm. He lifts me onto the exam table in one swift movement. The nurse grabs my right arm, but she has a shot in one hand. So I figure I still have a chance to escape because she can't get a good hold on me. Did I mention that I was always, I was also screaming during this whole time. The doctor, <laughs> the doctor comes in yelling, "What's going on here?" Now the scene he becomes he comes in on is an insane screaming nine year old being held aloft uh, the exam table with just his toes touching. <laughs> dad is on one side, the nurse on the other. The nurse is trying to stick herself or my dad with a shot as she's trying to hold me. And finally, the paper on the exam table goes flying away as I occasionally get one toe down on the table. And my little feet are just, running I, for the door. I could just see it now, like a you know, it comes on the roll at the yeah. end, just like this little treadmill. <laughs> well, the nurse hands me, hands the doctor the shot, and then Dad holds me down. The nurse gets my pants down far enough for the doctor to finally give me the shot. So let's just say my dad was not happy with me at this point. But you should have seen the looks of the faces and the people in the waiting room when we left, especially the other children. <laughs> now I figure I'm in all kinds of trouble when we get back to the truck but all my dad uh, does is ask me where did you think you were going to go to <laughs> and of course I didn't have an answer for that then he shows me the bill from the doctor and I remember it to this day there's a charge on there for 20 feet of exam paper or t- exam paper table paper that I blew through trying to get away oh and the nurse nicknamed me Roadrunner from then on <laughs> Your show's great. I've been listening since show 80, and I've almost caught up Peyton. So thanks, Peyton. Awesome. <laughs> and just for the record, that's about as long as I ever want a, a, uh, a story to be. Some people send me these, I'm talking about pages, and they are so well written and so well formatted. 
and they would take an entire show to read. So <laughs> send uh, it to me. I'll use them on my new podcast called Stuff That People Don't Listen To On Nobody's Listening. <laughs> 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 I just want to point out after hours. I just want to point out that dad and the nurse and the kid, all three of them had no ear infections after that. So they, <laughs> they each got a little bit of that, that venom. So why do you got to get a shot in your butt for something that hurts in your ear? Different ear infection. Yeah. Well, Cause you don't want to stick a needle in your ear. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but you can stick it in the arm. It's closer. It, than it seems the ear. like there's a, a lot more give with the with the booty shot because in the arm they have to get all perfect and get in right in the right spot. Yeah. But if they get you in the butt, they just kind of go. Bleep. You know, I've never seen anybody really aim. They just kind of anywhere will yeah. do. Yeah, a lot of muscle and fat back there. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. So I I would prefer that. Honestly, I can just see the tourniquet that they'd have to put around your button. You know, they put around your arm, okay, <laughs> tighten that up, you know, and slap. Here we go, trying to find the bait. Yeah, maybe you got a point there. <laughs> That's why they take blood from your butt. Well, or then they try to check your blood pressure, and they they just wrap that thing around your rear, and you're just <laughs> you start feeling it throb, you know. There'd be a lot less nurses. They're already miserable enough dealing with your arm. I think we just need to leave things the way they are. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, Where do we get off on that one? Well, I'd rather have Roadrunner than Stinky as my nickname, though. <laughs> Captain Flatulent. I'm always getting nervous when I get a shot. <laughs> Uh, oh, man. Last week, I think it was last week, I went off a little bit on a story that came in about water slides. And somebody said there was a metal water slide that had a piece of metal that ripped off their or hung them upside down by their bathing suit. And, and you know, and I thought that was a little crazy. And I said, there's no such thing as metal water slides. And oh, my gosh, you would have thought I railed on Max or something, you know. That I said Steve Jobs was just a man and not deity or something. But <laughs> people came to the defense of every single metal water slide in America. I had voicemails and emails and forum posts. There are, there are, there are metal water slides. There shouldn't be. My mom was a metal water slide. What are you <laughs> racist? You know, so. A metal water slide burned down my house and killed my father. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me, you insensitive jerk. So, yeah, uh, this is one such. Hi, Anocast. Um, This is Alex. Sorry that uh, I haven't called in a while, but I'm just calling to say in episode 122, The Doomed Pet, in case you can't remember, um, you said something about there being no such thing as metal water slides. And I'm just calling to tell you that a that at a camp that I went to this summer, they have two See how metal hostile? water slides. She's hostile. They're not fiberglass. Nope. They are metal. By God. Bye. Yeah. Do you see how she got a rail up? Bye. Hi, I'm 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 I haven't called for a while and I just thank you for the show. Just love you guys. But I have to take issue with something you said in show one twenty two. Do you remember that, you flaming retard? Listen here. I went to camp and that camp had a water slide that was better. Okay, bye. Yeah. So. Are, you, are you sure that was a girl, Alex? <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. It might have been a, a young. It could have been a young lad. I I will I will stand. Uh, I, I've always guessed wrong, but uh, Alex sounded like a girl to me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Alex. Yes. Whomever you may be, Alex. Alex. Uh, my first year of college, I was a poor, starving student, so I got a job at the school through the work study program. My job was in the library, and I assumed this meant I would be shelving books, checking out materials to fellow students, and generally maintaining the quiet, scholarly atmosphere that is very important to learning. I was wrong. I was told that there were things that might take me away from my own studying, and I soon found out why my job was to sit at the front desk and point the way. Oh, I soon found out that my job was to sit at the front desk and point the way to the pencil sharpener at the end of my huh? shift i turned out the lights locked the doors and went home and that was it i got paid for three hours of sitting in a library every night it was boring so one night i was going through one of the desk drawers looking for something to amuse myself and i found a bottle of rubber cement 
For a while, I kept busy by rolling blobs of the rubber cement into fake boogers and putting them (laughs) into conspicuous places like doorknobs. The fun... The fun soon wore off on that trick, and that's when I noticed the words flammable on the rubber cement label. I wonder how flammable this stuff is really. It's like flammable. Oh, yeah? How flammable is it? So I I painted a thick layer of it onto a 3x5 index card, and I lit it with one of the matches I had also found in the drawer. So this this is why she had a job in the first place, because the first person had burned themselves into a crisp <laughs> but, uh, and, and left these clues. Um, the, the, flame, the, the flame shot out about three feet into the air, so I panicked. Oh. Ah! I yelled, dropping the card under the desk where it continued to blaze. Ah! I yelled again and tried to blow the fire out, but instead the 3 by 5 card caught the draft <laughs> and blew onto the carpeted floor. Ah! I yelled again as I tried to stomp out the flames. Ah! I yelled again as the flaming card stuck to my foot. <laughs> ah, I yelled as I ran outside and stuck my foot into a snowbank where the flame was finally extinguished. <laughs> that must have looked like Back to the Future with a card of the flaming skid marks, you know. <laughs> Just one. <laughs> Stuck to the foot. <laughs> ah! No injuries, no damage, except for my slightly toasted gummy shoe. Lesson learned, rubber cement is very flammable. Thanks for doing a great show. You guys rock, Karen. No, Karen, you rock. <laughs> That's awesome. Ah! <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> It's just nice to know. You'd think rubber cement might change consistency when it's on fire, you know, that it might not be as gooey, but no. It's going to stick. I will do my job. My job is to stick. I will stick. Sticks full of birds. You know, I can can confirm that marshmallows do change consistency when they're on fire. They go from fluffy, wonderful little, little mess mooshes, and they turn into fiery balls of napalm, so... Yes. As my face attests. Uh, Hey, James, Trevor, and John, I had an LBB. My mom got off work early today from work because the manager got sick, and he only knows the codes for everything. So my mom surprises me and says, we're going to McDonald's. We get in the car, we're all happy, and we drive up to the restaurant. We decide to go through the drive-thru, and when we finally, it's our turn to order, uh, there's a bunch of people in front of us for lunch hour. So we wait and wait, and mom starts making conversation with the ordering person. Uh, or as my daughter calls them, the check linester. She, <laughs> that's what she says. Uh, it's Canadian. I, I'm telling you, if if you could be a check linester, I would want that job because that's just the coolest name ever. But anyway, uh, she asked how the day was going and commented on the weather. And his response was, ma'am, I'm working here for money, not conversation. <laughs> wow. But my mom was once a waitress and she knew he might have had a bad day. So she said, OK, fine. So we get up to the first window, and Mom got her credit card and gives it to him. Well, she smiles, and he rolls his eyes and snatches it away. My mom is starting to get angry, but she didn't show it. So when we get to the third window, he opens it, shoves out, uh, shoves it in our car, and shuts the window all quick. My mom is really mad now, so we park and go inside. We ask for the manager, um, and and uh, she, it was a very nice lady, and she said, okay. And she got the manager. So we told him what happened. But the nice lady was looking at us and said, he did what now? And she starts to get that skinny dude and makes him apologize. And we thanked the lady and gave her a $10 tip and left. So there's my LBB. Thanks for putting on the show. And if you don't, bloop. I don't even know what this is. That's awesome. I wonder if that's how you spell tip. (laughs) That's great. Nice. I would pay somebody to make some jerk apologize. But Homeboy was working three windows. So that. Yeah, what, what is up with that? Because normally when I go to different windows, it's a different person yeah, at each that, window. That's yeah. like, that's like uh, what is that? That uh, that game that's online? Grand Theft Auto? <laughs> <laughs> Diner Dash. That's the one okay. I was trying to think of. Where he's he's running back and forth trying to... I'd be crazy, too. Super Mario I, Brothers? <laughs> Oh Lord, let's uh let's listen to one of these. Here we go. Hey, NLD, this is Lucius calling the story. Uh this is the story of how my best friend and I just about killed each other at night in a dark church. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, our church. family lives right next to our church, and so every night we go over and uh, lock up the church after whatever activities were there uh, during the day. And uh, my best friend also goes to our church, and he hangs around the church a lot and does projects. Uh, and he's just cool. He's just cool like that. And uh, when he's there late at night, he'll lock up the church. Um, so one weekend, uh, he and I had both been out late uh, doing something together, and he dropped me off at home. And I assumed left to go back to his house. Um, but as it turns out, uh, he came over to the lock of the church. So uh, I go over there, and as I'm walking past the uh, the front doors of our church, I see this flashlight moving around inside the sanctuary through the big glass panels on the foyer doors. Uh, I'm going, that's got to be a burglar. I mean, I think my friends you know, left to go back home. It's late, probably like 11 o'clock at night. It's dark except for this flashlight moving around in there. And so, like the stupid person that I am, I decided to go into the foyer and check it out. So I really quietly open the doors and I creep in. I'm looking through the foyer windows. I just see the flashlight getting closer and closer to the door. And at this point, I realize what an idiot I'm being and I have no idea what to do. So I crouch down by the uh, by the foyer doors. And from his point of view, uh, my friend just sees this silhouette stealthily moving around the foyer, and so he thinks I'm a burglar. And so he's creeping up to the other side of the foyer door. He bursts through. Yeah, he just about brained me with his Magnolite, and uh, I was getting ready to uh, give him a roundhouse kick in the gut or something stupid, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, we both felt like total retards. So I guess the moral of the story would be they invented cell phones for a reason so that you don't have to uh, go hand-to-hand with burglars in your church. Well, if you thought it was a burglar. I probably would have even been a better story if I actually called the police on my best friend. Oh, okay. Anyhow, love the show, guys. Keep it up. I thought he was talking about calling the burglar. Hey, (laughs) are you a burglar? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Well, we should do this together. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Holy crap. What are the chances of both of us ripping off a church? I know. It's awesome. I figured figured I'd rob a church because nobody robs a church. Oh, you'd be surprised. Uh Hey, uh, hey th- th- what? It, well, I was thinking, you know, if he would have had detective mode on, he would have known it's not a bad guy. <laughs> Batman Arkham Asylum reference. <laughs> Sorry. Great game. Hey, we've got awesome. a we've got a uh, middle school drama here, so and I I think it lives up to every bit because not only is the email written in one giant paragraph sentence, uh, only separated by triple dots, uh, it, it is <laughs> it is no no it is also on a nice stationery. Email stationery is the LBB <laughs> of the week as well. So you know what I'm talking about when there's more graphics than text in your email. And there's some yep. happy little monkey down there dancing at the bottom. So here we go. <laughs> hi, I brought you an email. I'm a monkey. Um, hi, James, Trevor, and John. Last year in seventh grade, I went to a winter Christian camp. We had just arrived at camp five hours later. The whole cabin was bored, and I was like 1 a.m. in the morning, and one of the kids in my cabin pulled out like a whole gallon Ziploc bag of pranks. <laughs> what? A bag of pranks. I bought one of them off Woot.com. Bag of pranks. A B.O. A B.O.P. So, uh, one of the items. Right next in- to his axe. <laughs> one, one of the items in the bag was an Essence X was... Essence extract of rotten egg. Sure it was. Because <laughs> you can just buy that, you know. He mm-hmm. he brought duct tape and other stink bombs. So one of our counselors said, why don't we prank the eighth graders since they are kind of new to middle school? Yeah, kind of new to middle school? Eighth? What? Oh, wait, sixth graders, my bad. I can't read. I was oh. about to go off. They're kind of new to middle school. By the way, I was homeschooled in seventh grade, so I kind of understand how you feel, James, about missing out. So most of my cabin lined up in front of the sixth grade cabin with snowballs. And remember, this is 1 a.m. exclamation mark times four. <laughs> 1 a.m. is so late. OMG. So <laughs> two of my- Two of my friends opened the sixth grade door, which was created by sixth graders, apparently. That's why it's labeled the sixth grade door. Um, very quickly and threw all the stink bombs and the egg thing in the cabin. But we kept the snowballs, apparently. My counselor quickly duct taped the doorknob and then wrapped 
uh, without a W, so it looks like he's rapping, uh, wrapped the <laughs> duct tape to the post near the door. So when the eighth graders were trapped in the cabin with the stink bombs in the cabin. That's the way it reads. What? The cabin Wait, with the stink so, bombs yeah, in the cabin? Yeah, so the sixth graders were trapped in the cabin with the stink bombs in the cabin. <laughs> Just in case you wondered. Uh, we went inside our cabin and talked about how much we had fun with the little incident. All of a sudden, we heard pounding on all around our cabin. So we ran out of our cabin, cabin, canyon, and then we picked up whatever snow we could get within reach and started throwing it at the sixth graders. Then we noticed that some of the sixth graders were kind of big and they were large, <laughs> larger in numbers. What had happened is the sixth graders had ran over to the eighth graders and asked for help. And we were throwing snowballs at eighth graders. <laughs> so, nice. so after a little bit of throwing snowballs, we heard a crash, the kind of a huge piece of ice hitting a seventh grader cabin window. Everybody froze and rushed back to their cabins. And when we got back to my cabin, there was a cabin in my cabin. And I was like, cabin? We should build a cabinet to keep cabins in. There was a glass. a cabinet a small cabin? Yeah. It's a little ballet dancing cabin. Uh, there was glass everywhere on the floor. And my youth pastor ran in and told us to get to our bunks. He wasn't that mad. But I assure you, he was mad. Sure. Yeah, it's spelled A space sure. Uh, He wasn't that mad, but I assure you he was mad. So I hope this makes it into the middle school drama, and I would also like to receive a bumper stick. (laughs) Is that what what you call a shot in the butt? A bumper stick? (laughs) That is awesome. That deserves this. Okay, so <laughs> sure, buddy, you can have a bumper stick. <laughs> That's the name of the show, matter of fact, is bumper stick. <laughs> yep. Uh, do not post this part on the podcast, please. If I do get the honor to have a bumper stick, my address is bloody, bloody, blah. So <laughs> and this is Emmanuel. So, Emmanuel, thank you, buddy. We had a lot of fun reading your, your deal here. But uh, and your bumper stick. <laughs> if you want that bumper stick, you're gonna have to find somebody that's a professional. I'm I'm not doing it. Sorry. <laughs> we'll we'll send a doctor right over. <laughs> hey, but you can get bumper stickers yeah. on the new site, right? Well, all they have to do is send a self-addressed stamped envelope and uh, request one, and uh, that they can do that. Hey, James, John. Oh, this is a middle school drama, too. Hey, James, John, Trevor. See, I did it alphabetically. Grin. I have a story. (laughs) (laughs) I have a story that may not may or may not qualify as a middle school drama if it involves a young child. But he is probably still just an elementary kid. I work as a tennis camp counselor during the summer. And we have this boy who is the biggest drama queen ever. And we were trying to get all the kids (laughs) Out onto the court to play tennis after snack time, but this child, who I'll call Lucy to protect his identity, refused to follow instruction. He pleads and even commands, uh, demands to to play tennis after snack time. Um, Oh, wait, wait. To leave the tent and return to the court. He refused to budge until we brought out a bunch of brooms for him to sweep up a bajillion acorns lying on the floor. Why? I haven't the slightest. I was just extremely annoyed with him. So later, while I was sitting in the office with a bunch of adult tennis pros, in walks Lucy crying because there was no, t- like there is no tomorrow. We ask him what the matter was, and he is shocked, uh, and and he says, "I killed a bird." What? <laughs> I, I don't know. Let's finish up here. Let's see what the drama is or what the mystery is. No, I've never killed a bird by hitting a hitting it with a tennis ball in my life. Oh. He was- and he killed the bird. I can hit the darn thing at close to 90 miles an hour on average. So no one believed him when he said that. But Lucy was so convinced that he had killed a bird, he refused to play any more tennis. His counselor <laughs> had no choice but to send him to the office where the air conditioner is. The other pros and I tried to talk reason to Lucy and console him by telling him it was just an accident and accidents happen, etc. But he was stubborn and wouldn't stop bawling. Finally, we gave up. When one of the staff, let's call her Lucifer, said, Lucy, do you want a cracker? The boy said no. And Lucifer turns away and whispers to herself, no, but I bet the bird would. 
and I couldn't stop laughing for the rest of the day. I hope the story was as funny as it was when it happened. Keep up the podcast. Pathmark from uh, New York City. Woot. So, yes, that was pretty dang funny. <laughs> I bet the bird would. <laughs> if he wasn't dead. Oh. Oh, Lord, that's great. <laughs> I killed a bird. How <laughs> do you do that? You see a bird and you think you killed it. So that's about it, I think. About two years ago in school, it was lunchtime and me and my friend were going to the cafeteria when he started to panic. Dude, there's something white following me. But when I turn, it vanishes. He, what? he continued walking and freaking out until dismissal time. Next day, he came to me laughing. Guess what the white thing was? It was a piece of rice. We both started to laugh until first period. Love the show, DJ. <laughs> piece? What? A piece of rice following him. I don't know. How, how, how does a piece of rice follow you? I just read the stuff. This is middle school drama, baby. There's no rules. It's just whatever you want to say. Was it was it walking? It was probably stuck to his eye, <laughs> <laughs> and he just kept seeing it. You know, haven't you ever had something stuck to your face and you're just like, what, what, what? I stuck to guess. his, eye. was stuck to his eyelash, and every time he blinked, he saw it. It was angels. I had rededicated my life to my Lord and Jesus Christ, and and now I've fallen again because it was just rice. It was just right, so I said, to heck with that. Hey, when you send me emails, people, especially when you use the web form, make sure you put your name at the bottom of it, because I get a lot of good stuff, and this isn't necessarily a good one, but it doesn't have any <laughs> any way for me to give you credit. My mom had been children's pastor for the last 20 years. That was I was about seven years old. I shared a bedroom with my younger sister. One night, I woke up and saw this glowing light and freaked out. I was convinced that it was a demon, and I shook my younger sister awake, and I was able to convince her that it was indeed a demon. I tried to rack my first-grade mind and think what my mother would tell us to do in that situation. The only thing that I came to my mind was to cast that demon out. So I spent the next 45 minutes casting out demons that were glowing outside our window, and I wasn't, and they weren't budging. <laughs> I kept getting louder and louder until I apparently woke up my mom and she came into the room to see what was going on. She turns on the light and, and, uh, the, uh, and the light disappeared and I started thinking Jesus <laughs> and I told my mom, you did it. You got rid of the demons. <laughs> she was very confused about what I was talking about. So she put us back in bed and turned the bedroom lights off and the glowing light reappeared. Oh no. <laughs> I yelled for my mom to come back. And uh, and started to freak out again. My mom then started laughing hysterically uh, that I was really and I was really upset and didn't know why she could laugh when there was a demon trying to attract attack our house. She went over the wall and unplugged the nightlight under the curtain and the light disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> I have yet to live down casting out the nightlight demon even after 20 years. Oh. <laughs> and there's an example why you don't try to educate a child above their intelligence, people. If they can't understand it, it's not for them to know. But uh, any of us Pentecostal people can relate to the, the fear of being exposed to the spirit world at a young yep. age. So there you go. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I was convinced there was demons everywhere, dude. I was scared to death, especially when I'd be like going, I'd be in the backyard, you know, I was going to feed the dogs and it'd be all twilight outside. Yep. And uh, and then I'd start feeling something behind me. And, and I knew if I ran, I'd just lose it. But then I'd start running. <laughs> and then you're planning out your escape because you're like, I know I can't slow down. I got to take these steps in one vault. And then when I yep. get to the door... I've got to somehow in one fluid motion open the door, whip around without looking behind me and slam that door before the evil spirit gets me. <laughs> uh, can you relate at all? Yes. <laughs> that's great. Except I didn't have to feed dogs. Yeah, that's true. I did. Hey, guys, love the show. Uh, okay. Uh, so y you will be getting a lot of emails from me regarding my mom. She is the most awesome, sweet, loving person in the whole world. But she was born without the common sense uh, that most of us have. What? My mom, dad, brother, and sister, and myself were all at the theater. The movie was over. My mom had to use the restroom. The rest of us waited outside for her. And after a while, she came out of the restroom laughing, half shocked at the events that occurred while she was in there. She had gone into a stall and hung her purse on the hook behind the door. And she immediately began rummaging through her purse for something uh, and taking her sweet time, just as she was about to go through the motions, she turns around to discover in horror 
uh, staring up at her was a petrified, wide-eyed child. <laughs> this, this is apparently pretty common in the old restrooms. I've never had this happen to me, but apparently our listeners are not the smartest people in the world. My mom immediately booked it out of the stall, hoping no one noticed, scaring this poor child for life. P.S. If my brother ever writes in, do not read his stories. Though they may be more detailed and accurate, they're not going to be as funny. And he, if he ever writes about me, they are all lies. Tiffany White. <laughs> Take that, bro. Yeah. yeah. Say that she broke him. <laughs> okay. He says, I, I don't really have a story. I just have a little ironic thing that happened to me today. So I work at a call center for hotel reservations. It's very, very repetitive. So simple things amuse me. Well, I made a reservation today for Kansas City for a girl named Lucy. Done. <laughs> <laughs> She's coming to get back at you for letting people disgrace her name all these shows. <laughs> anyway, I know stalker. it's I know it's lame, but it's true and it made it hard for me to get through the phone call without laughing or blurting something inappropriate like broke ya. <laughs> so I had to share. Uh, and uh, I, I don't have anybody awesome. to give that to, but that's awesome. <laughs> that would be funny. No credit to give it to. Uh, hey, start using Thank you, James, for reading my story about the five gallons of urine stored in my truck. Yeah, I don't know what show that was, but um, yeah, it was an especially touching moment because I was able to play it for my son and daughter who were visiting from Pittsburgh. Uh, they were all impressed. And I they're like, five bottles, Dad? Really? You know, like, awesome. No, you're supposed to be impressed that they read it. Um, they... <laughs> Uh, so hero, Dad. I promised I would send you another urine story, so here it is. Oh, great. Awesome. Goody. <laughs> yeah. the, the listeners love these things. They just can't get enough. Um, <laughs> I was in a parking lot with no place to go to the bathroom and waiting to get <laughs> unloaded when my mother nature called. Since all my gallon jugs were full, <laughs> I had to resort <laughs> to doing what I do in a, in a soda can. It was a little oh. tricky <laughs> with the metal, <laughs> with, with the metal <laughs> edges. <laughs> Oh, come on. But once I got done, I didn't want to spill it, so I put it in a cup holder in the dashboard until I found a place to dispose of it. I was tired, so I took a nap, and eventually I was able to get rolling down the road. I had the air conditioner blowing at full blast, and it was a hot day. I was thirsty. I saw an inviting can of what I'd forgot was your adult. Let me read it silently to myself for just a second. Hold on. Uh, I can't read the rest. <laughs> Let's just say <laughs> that what you think happened happened. Oh. <laughs> oh. Let's just pour it out. Good God, I'm going to be sick. I am literally sick. I am literally just suddenly. Uh, hold on. I'm going to swallow this back down. Good Lord. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's a word for that feeling. It's called yeah. nausea, but when you literally feel something rise up in your throat. Mm. A knot in your throat? No. That's when you're nervous about kissing a girl. This was like... So... Uh, mm. (laughs) This is different. This is drink pee type stuff. (laughs) Let me just read one part of what he said. (laughs) He says, I now know what ice cold urine tastes like. (laughs) (laughs) And who doesn't want to know that? (laughs) So if you are ever wondering, boys and girls, <laughs> mm, ice cold urine. Mm. I think I'm gonna. Th- I know it's barfarific. If I weren't so tired, I think I would. <laughs> I'm too tired to puke. That's pretty tired. Oh, I'm gosh. too tired to be nauseated. Let's uh, let's read one more. Um, oh no, no, we got a we got a voicemail from the Emperor of Kansas people. Oh, the Emperor. Mm. James is Uncle Lewis. A.K.A. the Emperor of Kansas. Did I play this last week? Hey, I'm, I'm calling to see if you and Trevor do me a favor. I don't know. We've yeah. got a possum problem down here. I was woke up Saturday morning by my girls screaming in the front room and <laughs> went outside. And there was a possum had fallen in to my big trash can. <laughs> of course, now, I just took and put, a, put the lid on the trash can there and... <laughs> Let trash man deal with it when he got there, you know. But uh, if you'll come on down and help me catch these possums, now I I would appreciate it. I've listened to this thing. I've listened to that thing like 10 times, and I laugh every time at the idea 
of somebody just leaving it on there for the trash man to deal with. Let the trash man deal with it. And he's for real, too. That's him. He's got his that own show and everything. It's awesome. I'll have to check it. What's the show? Oh, uh, it's called uh, The Emperor's Flame. It's the... Uh, Emperor's Flame. Yeah. Let me read one more. We're about to get out of here. Um, hey, Trevor, Trevor, James, and John, your your featured story the other day reminded me of this story. This didn't actually happen to me, but somebody I knew. So this person's aunt or stepmom or something like that must have left a $20 bill laying around somewhere because the dog ate it. So instead of just forgetting about it like a clean a cleanly person would have done, she waited for the bill to come out the other end of the dog, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. She found it one day, washed it somehow, and took it to the bank to exchange it. I would hate to be working at the bank that day. <laughs> and I sure wouldn't want that dog. <laughs> Puts in a whole new spin on deposit, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and withdrawal. <laughs> Thanks for the podcast, Bethany. She says, P.S. I've realized I've been emailing stuff at the wrong address. So somebody's been getting a random story about dog poop <laughs> until right now. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, this is funny, but why did they send it to me? Are they trying to tell me something? Like, what I don't understand. I, I knew I shouldn't have signed up for that single site. All these weirdos. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, save us from the fires of Hades. I got that story right here again. But, uh, yeah, thank you. I, I think we're, we're done. I think you're done. We've had some technical <laughs> issues tonight that the listeners will never know about, but I'm, I'm ready to be done. Thanks to everybody that joined us in the chat room at the last minute. This thing will go yeah. live on uh, Tuesday night. So looking forward to getting your feedback and all that kind of stuff. Uh, make sure you check out uh, mkpodcast.com again for the finest PC gaming podcast out there by my friend Trevor. So um, let's 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 start getting out of here. If um, it's been another one, it's been another good show. Um, thanks, Trevor and John. Appreciate it. Thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to Rob Gobers for our theme music. Thanks to our spouses for letting us record. Thanks to our contributors, and I mean story contributors, and everyone who listens. And uh, if you haven't heard your story yet, just hang in there. Hang in there. If it's anything good, if it's short enough, we'll play it. And um, remember, if you're telling a funny life story, tell it like nobody's listening. Yes. What did I say the show was going to be called? 124. But uh, it was... it was uh, Bumper stick? Bumper stick. That's right. Bumper stick. <laughs> I went to the doctor to get a bumper stick. I tried to get away, but my daddy grabbed me quick. He threw me up by one arm, and my feet were dangling. And every time I tried to run, the paper was spinning. And then we got charged for the whole roll. And I got I had another booty hole. A little tiny bumper stick. He took care of my ear infection quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. My mama, my mama didn't have to know. No, no, no. It's the voice of angels. Hi, I'm the Doc. And I'm the Professor. And we'd like to tell you about our newest creation. Doc, are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? No, not yet. But we're working on it. Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Um, I don't think we're talking about the same thing here. Oh, whatever. In the meantime... We've started a podcast called I Quote That. That is the worst idea I've ever heard in my life. Well, geez, let us explain it first. It's a podcast where we talk about the funny lines from life and entertainment that we like to joke about. That's a really good idea. Yeah, we thought so too. And you can make up your own mind about it by visiting our website at www.iquotethat.com. Are you telling me that this sucker is nuclear? No, that's not what I said at all. Oh, and you can also search for us on iTunes and in the Zune Marketplace. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. 
Chewie, take the professor in the back and plug him into the hyperdrive. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. Let me finish this promo. Great. Now I need to find a new co-host. In the meantime, visit our website at www.idquotethat.com. I'm going to go see if I can get the professor back. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.